shit. Oh, thank you, YouTube. Thank you for letting me into my own fucking show. Piece of shit, YouTube, you motherfucking cheese eating. Never mind. Let's just start. You. The awesome one. A crushing eye. Listen, the baby is sleeping. Might. Oh, my. I'm guessing you can hear me. Can I be heard? Uh, I don't know. I'll ask. Or right, you can. Bob O'Reilly, Bob O'Reilly, sing us in as he has since 2007. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing, from Stigmata's Calling of the Just, with a tagline that defines the essence of this show better than none other I could ever think of. Listen. Listen well. This is... Version number a one, a, a six, a, a two. I want to hit the mosh pit. But I could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Nothing. All right. Being paid back and for always nothing. Well, you don't need to know about my personal miseries with this YouTube thing. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'm getting the spinning ball of death. Of course, my wife would say it's because I've got 40 freaking uh, uh, tabs open in Chrome, but I don't think that should have any bearing on things. I mean, you know, realistically. And of course, I'm using a borrowed laptop since some of you, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, I don't think I tweeted this out. You know what happened? That uh, in the midst of working on my laptop, the technician fucking had a heart attack. Had a fucking heart attack. I show up, the the place is surrounded by cops. I'm talking to my mom at the time, and she goes, drive away. I go, what? Get the fuck out. She goes, just drive away. I go, nah, I'm not going to drive away. She goes, the the cops, 
I got, I'm not afraid of cops. I, you know, you were a cop. What do you mean drive away? You know? And she says, like, I said, no, don't worry, Ma. I'll call you after this is over. I just got to go in and get my computer. Using the wife's computer until there's doing work. It's just too hard. And you got a bunch of stuff on my... So I go in and there's a car jutting out of the driveway. One driveway, one entrance, one exit. Right? One entrance, one exit. Car is sitting there and dude is like, I don't know if you've ever seen many dead bodies, but this was kind of like a, 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 a dead body, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I trying to piece it together. I should also mention that the store owner also had a broken leg, which is in literary terms, what we call foreshadowing. So uh, I'm standing there and, uh, they, you know, they're kind of in a tizzy and they go, well, he's not been right since noon. You know, we started slurring his speech and they said, well, we're thinking the guy's had a heart attack. And I go, what was he doing at noon? And they look at me and they go, well, he's working on your laptop. I was like, don't be fucking putting me on front street. What do you mean? What, what, what like he saw something on my laptop that, hey, there's the cop there. Don't talk. My mother was right. I should have gone out home. And, uh, and I said, you know, I don't want to be unsympathetic, but, uh, I got problems too. <laughs> what about my fucking laptop? You know? And they go, look, look, you know, we, we, you know, we'll see, you know, the guy getting out of the hospital. I feel like saying that dude's never getting out of the hospital. So just get that shit out of your head. You know, life is for the living here. And he was like, well, uh, you know, we'll get to, we'll take your hard drive and we'll put it in another computer. And then oh, well, who's going to do it? Him? And he's like, no. And, uh, you know, she'll do it. And so she's this woman who's working in the store is working on putting my hard drive into a lot. And we'll fix your laptop. I go, what? When he gets back? Because he's never getting back, man. And the guy was like, hey, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, oh, we got another technician. We'll send it over to our other store. And then I start to realize the ramifications of it. That like, now I got a dead man's computer. Not this one that I'm working on. But when they get my shell back and put my hard drive in it, it'll be a computer that somebody fucking di- Listen, when I went to Gold's Gym, there was a guy who was working. This is, this is what single-handed event that resulted in them making sure that they, there was a, a link, uh, an insurance-bound link between personal trainers and people they were training. And this woman had this guy... You working, you working, working. The guy clearly should have been, she should have gotten a medical clearance. But this is when everybody was a personal. Child. I can make a few bucks. I can make a few bucks. And so she had, and he's trying to impress the young girl, and and he's doing this, and he's on the stairmaster, and he's doing squats. And dude stands up from the leg curl machine, eyes roll back in his head, falls, clips his head on the machine on the way down, evacuates his bowels, and pisses all over the floor. Now, if you've been, if you've been any kind of paramedic, you know that's it. When the bowels go, that's it. So for years, I wouldn't, as long as Gold's Gym was open, I would never use that leg press machine. I know superstition is, you know, it's a hobgoblin of little minds, but maybe in this instance. So now I got to get a dead man's computer back, right? I'm hoping the guy pulls through. I like the guy. He's worked on my stuff before. I hope that he lives uh, but this is, it's been a strength. And that was Thursday. And then as I'm standing there waiting, th- this woman walks by me and, uh, but then she's not really socially distant to me. You know, she, um, 
Yeah, tell, let, let me know if, it, if, it, if there's a problem. It looks like it's all right for Maya. Um, and and she's standing a little bit too close to me for uh, for you know social distance, COVID. And then she's she says to me at a certain point, hey, uh, do, do you have the time? And then I could see, you know, it's a, it's a trans woman. Cool, whatever. The, 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 the guy on, on uh, who's leaving a comment on my page about how nice of you to mention that it was a trans woman. Hey, it's it, I also mentioned that it was Thursday. So she's asking me what the what the time is, and uh, um, yeah, okay, good. She's asking me what the time is, and I tell her what time is, and I go, Are "You trying to get out of here in a hurry?" And she says, "Well, my car." So her car is trapped. We're watching this guy die. She's got some place to be, and uh, it was just strange day all around. That that's the lead in, an eight minute lead in to explain why I've got a computer that says on the back. Uh, I'll sleep when I die, as well as something about ramen noodles. So clearly some kind of hacker uh, uh, or left his computer. So that's why things might be kind of strange. Commercials, let's get it out of the way because we've got a lot of show to, to, to get it. Uh, Pinko95014 at yahoo.com uh, is a PayPal address. Some of you have been sending PayPal, and I'm happy to say the dude that bet me one dollar, two dollars, that he doubled or nothing that uh, um, that uh, uh, Minneapolis would be in flames after the Chauvin verdict, he actually paid out. Imagine that! Imagine that! That some people who actually listen to this show are not complete pieces of shit, and they they don't they don't bet what they don't have, and they pay their bets if they lose. I, I knew he was going to lose that one. There's that whole kind of thing about how. Oh, it's just an excuse to riot. Whereas people, if you've never been in the middle of a riot, and I've written about it a bunch, you ask me and I'll, I'll give you the links to it because I've been in the middle of a few. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been in the middle of a few. People don't riot. Um, let, me, let me put it this way. Happy people don't riot unless they're sports fans. And that's why we don't call those riots. <laughs> It could also, you know, and I'm not going to say, like people say, oh, sports fans, oh, that's a white riot. No, sports fans of every color and shade, race, color, and creed, but people generally don't, you know, those are happy riots, right? And maybe a window gets broken, maybe people do a little looting, rooting, tooting, looting, but that's, you know, you got to, you got to, you know, this dissonance will cause you to lose your mind, Right? Nine minutes on the dude's neck, and then the jury's going to come back and say, not guilty? Yeah, your cities would have burned, not only in America, all over the world. Because if, you know, if any of the rest of us do that, it gets to be There's a guy who I know, and I was going to put him in the fight book. And don't worry if the show goes a little bit longer, you can watch it in pieces. You know, so there's a guy, I wanted to put him in the fight book. And it's a long story how I, there's a guy I know who murdered his girlfriend. Uh, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version. And then he uh, went to San Quentin and I've written about him before. So it's not, I'm not like outing him. And um, his wife at the time knew I was writing a book on fighting. And she said, oh, you should talk to this cat that he met when he was at Soul Dad Prison. And this guy was walking in the Western edition. He's gay and he's walking with his boyfriend and they're holding hands. And some people go, let's go rob those faggots, right? That's what was said. That was in the court transcript. 
And so they go to rob these two guys who are holding hands in the Western edition in San Francisco. And uh, unbeknownst to him, like the Folgers coffee commercial, the gay guy was a Navy SEAL, multiple trained martial arts his whole life, right? The whole deal. So they go up and they think they're going to have this easy time mugging mugging these gay guys. Um, Dude disarms them and kills them both. Kills them both. And he figures clear-cut case, self-defense. Well, the the neighborhood start making a big stink about it because, you know, this is the whole narrative of gentrification. In this instance, the muggers happen to be African-American. The gay guys happen to be white. And, you know, San Francisco. Um, But the narrative that, as it was presented to me, was that the dude got railroaded. However, you dig a little deeper in the story and you discover after he disarmed them, chased them down, and then knifed them to death. So the jury, you know, the judge and the jury were like, at the point when you had their knives from them and they're fleeing down the street, what led you? He goes, well, I just got carried away with the moment. So yeah, well, you know what we call people get carried away with the moment? We call them prisoners. And so dude had to go to jail. You know, I, uh, I, I, I would have put him in the fight book, but I was already well ahead and I couldn't really see how... Um, there were, there were too many. I already had a chapter in the fight book called I Kill. I bit my tongue earlier. And I could see it swollen. Um, so in any case, he bet the money. Dude paid Zach Reichert. And uh, I don't know he wants me to mention his last name, but I'm glad he paid. He did the right thing. He did the right thing. Like Raymond Weingartner used to say to me, Eugene, Eugene. I don't give you black, you're white, you're Chinese, you're Japanese, you're tall, you're short, you're fat, you're skinny. You're from over here, you're from over there. Yeah, I got it, Ray. Don't interrupt me. You know, that you live underground, you live in the penthouse. I don't give you, just do the right thing. So there we go. So uh, yeah, but, okay, you know, we got the commercials. Oh, uh, Eugene S. Robinson, uh, substack.com. Check it out. I wrote about Terry Gross today. And um, wouldn't it be cool if somebody actually forwarded it to NPR um, uh, or Terry Gross? I mean, I couldn't do it myself, you know, but I don't know. Maybe somebody reading decided to send it to NPR or Terry Gross, you know, just tweeted at them. Don't know if you've seen this, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe somebody could do something like that. I, I, I could never advise anybody to actually do that, but, you know. You know what I mean. Um, so so there's that. There's a patreon.com slash the stomper or stomperville. I'm back to not remembering which. And there's Venmo and Cash App, whatever. This is actually making a difference. Uh, you know, if you think that they're going to get given this hacker computer back is going to be, if you think that dead, getting a dead guy computer back is going to be cheap, you're wrong. And the little money I've been saving from what you've been donating will go. I'll be able to take the duct tape off of it and I'll actually be able to. I won't have to use this offboard keyboard because all of the broken letters will have been replaced and they'll put feet on it and take off the duct tape. <laughs> so I don't have to buy a complete and a new logic board. Maybe it's time, right? It's like laying a dog down. So anyway, so UFC 261. Let's just start. Let's just start at the top by which I mean 
Chris Gauleiter, General uh, 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 Weidman. So if you if you're not tied into the whole Weidman family chronicles, there's something in my eye. Um, if you, um, his wife has been uh, uh, tweeting or po- tweeting, I'm guessing, from the hospital, and you know, saying all the right things, hitting the right tone. And, and if if there was any confusion about about how I how I would feel about this, you've not been paying attention. You know, um, let's go back in time to um, to uh, Chris Weidman versus Anderson Silva, and Anderson Silva is doing his Matrix thing, and he's jipping, and he's jabbing, and he's jab- and and he, he he's you know trying to do, and he do, he matricizes himself into a knockout, and I was angry, I was outraged, admittedly. But then he was saying, st- and I had, was getting stuff through the grapevine that I'm not really want to talk about. I don't know, you know, what a guy does on his private time, what a married guy does in his private time is his business. But I was, un- I was led to believe that Anderson Silva was under a lot of pressures. And then he gave a nod to that when he said, you know, be- having a head that carries a crown, it's a lot. And we have it confirmed from other people who fought for the UFC that it's like having the worst girlfriend in the world. They're calling, they're calling too much, or they don't call enough, you know, the whole bit, right? So, um, so okay, okay. Second fight, his leg turns into Gumby, and he's out. Anderson Silva is never the same. You, so somewhat my, my upset and my ire, which I had focused on, on Chris, honestly focused on Chris Weidman, became diffuse at that point. And I started stepping back and I'm looking at Anderson Silva giving it away. Anderson Silva having reached that point, a friend of mine who's an orthopedic surgeon said ultimately athletic endeavor that the, you, the, the one who wins 50 yard dash, 100 yard dash, the one who wins is the one who can most successfully push their body almost to the point of total failure. If you stood up from your computer night right now and started to run as fast as you humanly could, you would hit your fastest point right before you got injured. Somebody once said, you know, how do you, how do you know um, that the, the reason for go, going over the limit was to find out what was on the other side? It's some you have to be tied into your innate some kind of sense of placement, body, mind, soul to figure out to be able to intuit where that point is and and stop. But the reality of it is there is only one reason for us, you know, um, to pay attention to this sport. And that's to see the conclusion of a narrative that began with somebody doing something otherworldly and godly and ends up with them being human again, like Icarus. Our, our, a friend of mine's girlfriend, he once said, her ass flew too close to the sun. She flamed out, Icarian in nature. So now at the conclusion of the second one, my sense of Chris Weidman is completely now, is completely now level. I've come back to reality. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yes. Yeah, the uh, Mr. 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 ENS is a little bit ahead here. He's <laughs> um, about the it's like that the the uh, that 
the TV show about the bullet where they trace, or the gun, they trace the actual gun and find out, you know, it's through its lifespan, getting passed from one person to another, and the murder, the, the kind of, the, the, the daisy chaining of, of tragedy. But I'm trying to put, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to give you some placement of Weidman. So at this point now, Weidman starts to, starts to try to Jedi mind trick you. And this is where I start to take a wholly new look at Chris Weidman. And this is where he becomes a Gauleiter general uh, 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 of the Lost Battalion, uh, 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 a placement that was cemented with his February comment. He is not coming back. Somebody said, oh, you know, Junior Dos Santos, there have been lots of runs for the title. I told you, I told you he will never be deposed. And now it's set in stone like General George Custer. He is never going to be deposed. Up to comments he was making straight through Saturday morning that I was tweeting out. But now it comes from uh, uh, love and morbid fascination and not from as it my the life cycle of my feelings about Chris Weidman has now ended up with where we are right now, love and morbid fascination. So I am not happy about what happened to him. But what happened to him It's hard not to believe in kismet, or karma, or 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 the daisy chaining of misery. Like ENS got ahead about you know Silva did it to Cote, Cote did it to Rodney Wallace, and it, you know it goes on and on and on. Now my orthopedic surgeon friend, when I asked him about this, because I asked him about it after Corey Hill, I go, "What the fuck happened?" And he's talking about the rigors of weight loss. Um. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't want to watch that more than once, and they tried to show you again, and, I, and then they put their viewer advisory. I was like, I'm going back to train jujitsu again for the first time next week. I don't that and the dead guy computer. I don't need. I don't need. I do, I, I, I just need to be keep things light and happy and positive. Siempre in derito, like my Italian friends say, always in this direction. Ugh. So, so Weidman's wife is tweeting from the from the hospital bed, and he's in the bed giving a thumbs up. And uh, uh, but make no mistake, approximately the same age. All these cats. If you want to chart the nature of this this injury, you chart it for age, chart it for pre-fight weight, fight weight, so that you have to get so you get yourself around to how much loss and this is based on what the orthopedic surgeon was telling me and um and then also you know cats are not muay thai cats there's a reason why you see those goofy videos with those guys kicking trees and taking uh uh, uh you know axe handles and rubbing them down their shins you know and, uh, it left a big impression on me i don't know if you've ever known many street fighters but the heaviest hands I've ever felt, and these were hands that were laid upon me in a non-fight method. Uh, it was a Tank Abbott. When I first met Tank Abbott and interviewed him for, uh, I don't know if I interviewed him for the fight book, I don't remember. 
at this point. Sorry, it's my own book. But I interviewed him for something, and he laid a paw on my shoulder, and I was like, Jesus Christ. His hand was like heavy. Micro, micro tears, micro, micro cracks in your hand, and you bite calcium deposits, and you get heavy hand. A Don Fry, who I almost had to shoot in the head because he was making weird comments about my 12-year-old daughter. His hands were like freaking stone. You've been doing it enough. You get you, you know, you start to build up, you know, form, function. It starts to happen. But mixed martial arts, it's like tapas or, a, 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 you know, a, 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 a tasting menu, lazy Susan. You pick a little bit, you know, you don't have enough time to develop, you know, the defensive kind of uh, cicatrix that, that comes from focusing on Muay Thai. That doesn't happen to Muay Thai guys a lot. One, because they check it right. Two, because their shins are like steel. But make no mistake, given the age, given, you know, the almost to failure level of perfection that you have to be if you're a professional athlete, dude is not coming back. He is not coming back. He is never going to come back. Now, he might do some of that Anderson Silva get back on the horse thing. And believe me, the only reason he'll be allowed to do that is because the narrative serves the bald one well. So the guy showed up to your organization with a career and a healthy body, and he left your organization with no career and not a healthy body, and now he's broken. He's doing what? God knows what. No, they want the narrative they want is the same reason they cheer when they get a guy who's been knocked out on his feet and get him walking out of the place. The same reason that Quentin Tarantino had John Travolta and uh, uh, Samuel Jackson walking out at the end, even though you know by the end Travolta is dead. Yes, classification. No, what did what did what did the, the bald one say about uh, about uh, Wyvern? As I, Rico Rich made the comment that I don't know. So so the point is, so he's not he's done. I don't care what you say. Um, um, I don't care what you say. You know, the guy will be giving some patty cake thing, but his theory about his Saturday morning theory about four fights away from contending. You know, the whole Luke Cockle being out of the. You know, listen, man, listen, there are not too many things I paid attention to. And one of the things when I was a, a competitive bodybuilder and 18, 19 years, uh, you know, 16, 17 years old, I could I had to force myself to gain weight. And I was up and down, I could go easily 20, like 20 pounds, no problem. You know, when that shit stopped when I was 30, you know, when I started fighting MMA, I was 39, 40. You know when I stopped? When did I stop? I stopped. I ended up doing smokers. Uh, you can read about it in the newspaper. SF Chronicle infiltrated the group, and they wrote about a night that I had a good night. So we had 11 fights. I was 9 and 2. So I stopped when we got infiltrated, and the guy had to shut it down because he didn't want to get thrown out of his building. <laughs> Uh, by the time Weidman is ready to fight again, he won't be a bad matchup for anybody, Mr. Robertson. <laughs> um, so, um, um, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I, I'm not happy. 
about how dude's career has concluded itself. And keep in mind, we're going to see him fight again, but these will be patty cake fights. These will be pencil in the tin cup fights. It's too depressing to have the guy hang around the gym. So, you know, you give him a little something to do, sweep up. Last time I was down at Red Light District, the porno company, I look into the warehouse and there's Eric Everhart sweeping up. And he was happy to be sweeping up. Well, and keep in mind, this is not a sad thing, man. You know, I've said before and I'll say it again. If you get paid to sweep up and you do no sweeping, you're a rich man. But if you get paid to sweep up and you're sweeping, you're still getting paid. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but this is, I mean, there are a lot of dark elements, deliciously dark elements connected to, um, I mean, you know, if, if, if I were, I, I learned about karma in a really weird way. And I'm going to keep this story short because it's kind of a little bit of a bullshitty story. But I was like nine years old and I'm down on in this street called Pliers Mill down in Kensington, Maryland. For those of you who are sticklers for detail, and it's kind of slightly raining out. And I used to play a lot by myself. All my friends were inside watching TV. I don't know what I was doing. And I was out by myself riding my bike. And at first, you know, with the rain, all these caterpillars came out. And so I'm trying to avoid the caterpillars, right? Because um, I'm a sensitive kid. I don't, but then the more I tried, the more it's like, I can't. And I just go, fuck it then. Well, you know, I'm going to try to kill caterpillars. So then I'm just like riding over the caterpillars. Ah, caterpillar. Fuck you, caterpillar. Ah, fuck you, caterpillar. Ah. And I'm zooming down this hill. And in some, if I have some occasion, there's a car that zooms out of nowhere. So I have to slam on the brakes. But my tires were slick from the mixture of rain and dead caterpillar that I fucking, and this is in the days where no kids are wearing helmets, right? Um, <laughs> so I crash, like bad, 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 crap. Boom, 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 boom. Like one of those things where you never think you're going to stop. A friend of mine got into an argument with, with his mother and he said, hey, uh, if you don't stop right now, I'm getting out of the car, which is fine, except he was on the freeway. And she's like thinking he's not going to get out of the car. She kept up the argument. He opened the door, jumped out. I said, how the hell was that? He goes, well, I never thought I would stop rolling. And then he woke up in the hospital three days later. You know, I had been in a coma for three days. Anyway, I wasn't that bad off. But I realized that what had happened to me was a direct consequence of me being an asshole to caterpillars. And I'm hoping that there's this moment where the clouds part and they had this clarity where uh, Mr. Woodpile looks and says, man, I completely understand how badly this must have sucked for Anderson. Because I guarantee you, Anderson had that sense with Patrick Cote. If Patrick Cote had, and wh what happened to Patrick Cote after that? Yeah. Rodney Wallace. I don't know if Patrick Cote, Cote had a, a moment where the clouds parted and he was like, oh yeah. Fuck. Rodney Walsh, you don't hear about. Patrick Cote, you don't hear about. Anderson Silva, now you don't hear about. Corey Hill, you don't hear about. These are not injuries because you fight again. And, uh, you know, this is the fight game. You want understanding and hugs, become an altar boy. Get in the cage. Those guys are going to go right for that leg. I would. Yeah, 
the first fighter in UFC history to, to, to win without a strike being thrown. Sympathy, sympathy, which is how we're going to double back, going to double back to the headliner. So, so in a lot of ways, my heart goes out to, to Weidman. In a lot of ways, I'm supremely happy that his, his, his Gauleiter general status of all time is cemented. It's like now, what is that place called? Uh, Jesus Christ, I can't remember this stuff. I need to sleep more. Um, um, uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Gauleiter General of the Lost Battalion. And the Lost Battalion, for those of you who don't know, was actually a real thing. Not only did I work there, but it was based on, in Queens, but it was based on a real, like, World War Look it up. World War They didn't know where they were. <laughs> but it just seemed strange to build an entire monument to them. And the whole Lost Battalion Center in Queens was for senior citizens. It was one of the most depressing jobs I ever had. You know, I, I, I had to, that summer, I had to work with developmentally disabled kids, which I thought would be terribly depressing, but it wasn't because they don't know they're developmentally disabled. They're just kids having a great time. Perfect. And our old people, which I thought would be easy, was tough because they were depressed. And a lot, and this was, um, a, probably about 60% of my clients in the se- the Lost Battalion Senior Center were um, uh, Jews, Eastern European Jews. So I saw numbers of numbers of tattoo numbered on people's arms and man, it was, a, it was a bit of depression. That was a tough job to go to. Um, so um, you yeah, have Beetlejuice. Well, that's what, you know, you look down at your number. Dude, Chris Weidman's like one million, million, million. Yeah. But anyway, we got it. We got, we got I, I, I want to keep things moving. And this stuff, it's all like a raga. You know, they're all mixed in. These things are looped into cycles of other fights. Because now you've got George Masvidal, who is a friend of Knuckle Up. And you know this puts me in a terrible, terribly tough place. Because as long as I've been doing this show since it's 2007, and this show started at, errantly uh, by Scott Kelly, uh, guitar player and founder of Neurosis. And he started, he wanted to do this thing called Combat Music Radio when everybody was in the podcasting and blogging. He was, I want to do this thing. And he had me on his show and interviewed me about fighting because he's a fight fan. Finally, he said, why not expand it to other people and you could start doing a show. So those of you who've been listening long enough, you might remember when I was doing the show, I was driving around doing the show because I could do it off my phone and they got more sophisticated. I couldn't do it off my phone. And then and then suddenly, like a mere twist of fate, uh, the server crashed. And the guy whose job was fixing the server had like bought himself a Harley and he was like, fuck, bro, I'm out. I, can't, I don't know how to fix this shit. Good luck to you. And he went and like he hit Idaho and he had a kid and got married or something. Good guy, good guy, but he was like, I can't fix it. So I go to Scott. I go, you going to fix this? And he's like, ah, fuck it. And so then I was at odds and Kid Nate approached me. He goes, why don't you do it on Bloody Elbow? And hence, that's how we're here. But, um, you know, the mortality intimated at by the fact that Chris Weidman will get he had a few gimmies before he's firmly and stonily etched into the Mount Rushmore of the Lost Battalion is, is the kind of thing that we come to fighting for, these you know, intimations of our own personal mortality, 
but it's a hard fucking reality to face. Like the first time I couldn't, I couldn't lose 10 pounds when I wanted to lose 10 pounds or, you know, getting knocked out at fight club when I was 40 and realizing, Jesus Christ, this is kind of like a little tough, a little bit, or, you know, any day of jujitsu when I'm almost 60 fucking years old and I'm fighting some guy who's 20 and trying to kill me. It's tough, but <laughs> you want to know how hot the sun is, you got to go outside. Now, um, Hall, Hall, this is a gimme for him in a weird way. He was going to win the fight anyway. I did not have that in my mind. If I if I was going to be a betting man, I don't care what the odds would say. He's going to win that fight anyway. But this guy is stuck in that in that in that weird hellish position of being a, a basement gatekeeper. By by which I mean. He's not looking at at fighting anybody number two through number eight because those guys don't want to lose to him. So his only options are to turn around and look down those stairs and to be able to fight guys who are like 10, 11, 12, 13, 20 in the rankings. And if, you know, and which serves a bald one's purpose as well, because if you beat those guys, eh, and if you lose those guys, you become those guys. There's room down the dark and basement for you. Is it is the phone? The phone? Is it for, for me? No, no, no. Okay. Like a night at the Roxbury. Uh, me? You? No, no. Me? No, 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 no. Yeah. Hall is not stupid. Hall is not stupid. He's not stupid. That that was an unforced error. All you had to do at that point is 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 come say uh, you know a, a nice few things and uh, you know that's it. That's it. You know, and, and that's what he did. He did the exact he did the exact right thing. Something incidentally, not to be a prick personally, something I do not remember Weidman doing after Anderson Silva. I remember a lot of kind of unkind trash talk, and that could have been a reaction to people like me, but that's what I remember at the time. Could it have been the caterpillars on Pliers Mill Road? I think so. And that's where the expectation that I would take personal delight in it. But I've actually started to develop a real affection for the man. Comes from Mineola. How could I not? Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been to Mineola. It's, you got to feel sorry for somebody who goes from Mineola. No, it's a very different New York experience. That's all. But Usman. 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 And let me tell you, the only solid fucking winner from last night was Jake Paul. Jake Paul, Jake fucking, and don't buy this cutesy thing that the bald one is doing. Believe me, you didn't, you didn't know he was going to be in the building. You didn't know that? Stop it. Stop it. If Joe Silva is trying to take the clothes off my fucking body as I'm sitting cage side, you know exactly who's in the building. You knew he was going to be there. Watch him work, baby. Watch him work. There's no way under the, uh, under, there's no, look, what did they pay Lesnar? I'm not comparing Lesnar with Brock Paul, but what did they pay Lesnar? Lesnar had real bona fides. What did they pay Lesnar? 
What about this fucking this the wife beater? Who's the guy? What's his name? The, the, the one, the loser. Brady, not Brady. What the Greg Greg Hardy? They pay that guy. They're paying for profile. They're paying for eyeballs. Uh um. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy. Um, and, and, and the reality of it is, you know, I don't know, I don't know if, if the bald one were to give, uh, give a Jake Paul, it would be worth it for, in the bald one's way of thinking, it would be worth it to give him the same kind of money that they gave these guys who are trying to increase, you know, to the, the growth deltas. They, by getting Greg Hardy, they figured, man, we'll get some NFL, shoot. we'll get some guys, you know, Matt Mitrione, you could see them thinking. That's why uh, the Bisping, oh, I got the UK and South, I got McInroads. That's why this whole card, all these uh, Chinese fighters, I got you. You know, I go, okay, you fights in Canada, get a whole Canadian fights. If it's down under, you get a whole roster of, you know, Australian, New Zealand fighters. I got you. Because you're going for the numbers. Ten. Five, 15 viewers at a time. Froze there for a second. So, okay, no, it's not. You know what it is? It's these notifications that keep coming up. I don't need to notice from the comedy channel. Um, yeah, you put Nick Diaz, who they the camera lingered on for a bit, up against Jake Paul. It's huge. Huge. And we talked about this on, on the on the care don't care on the, uh, if the shoes fit actually uh, when the segments happen to be, you know, Tyson is trying to get Tyson is who's the guy, the wrestler who got in college, got kind of arrested for statutory rape. And then he made this great movie about um, slavery, slave revolt, I can African-American cat. And then he went to, to Oprah and Oprah said, look, this is what you say to get out of it. And the first time on the, on the speaking tour, he goes out and they ask him about it. He gets super defensive and slaps back. And you can, you can see a couple of things happen. Oprah goes like this, I'm done with you, you dumbass. And you haven't heard from him since. It's like, I'm giving you advice. Tyson is giving you advice. It's like, whatever you're going to suffer in a lawsuit with the bald one is worth it. Book the venue yourself. No, I can't. I can't remember his name. I can't. Yeah. I can see the poster his uh, for his movie, um, um, and it was nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I just remember that he's a former wrestler. Um, Tyson's go. Look, you deal with this later. You fight it out of the courts. You know, you you can. I can. I, I can book right now. I can book Oakland Coliseum. Anybody can. That's the business they're in. You have to have certain things in, in place, but, you know, get insurance and probably have a down payment of some kind of earnest. You get, easily get somebody to, to bankroll this. I know because I went to a fight at the, at the, at the Oakland Coliseum uh, at which only 40 people showed up. The entire Oakland Coliseum. And of course, the guy booking the event absconded, and my friends who fought on the fight, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they didn't get paid. 
So the Baldwin is saying that the numbers are bullshit. <laughs> like we're going to trust you. But Jake, I mean, keep in mind, Jake Paul was a guy off the internet. And he had an entire sold out auditorium of people screaming his name. I'm an old punk rock guy. So uh, yeah, Nate Parker, that's the guy. Thank you. I'm an old punk rock guy. So the fact of the matter, if I have 17,000 people screaming, fuck Eugene, fuck Eugene, you know, uh, uh, fuck Eugene, I'm happy. <laughs> it's like, because no matter how much you guys hate me, I hate you 10 times as much. And that's all for the 17,000 of you. And incidentally, I hated the fucking audience. If you followed me last night on the Twitter thing, I hate them. I'm, I quoted Carl Panzram. I wish they all had one neck and my hands were around it. Because, of course, the UFSI did the very clever thing at the last minute. They said a couple of things. They said, well, we're going to make masks available. I don't know if they were giving them away for free or charging for them, but the mask had the UFC logo on it. Based on the fact that I've been selling these laminates, my, my UFC laminates on eBay, and people are paying like $50, $60, $70 for them, I'm sure that's a collectible item. And then the camera scans to the audience, and nobody's wearing them. And you're cheering and screaming and blowing into each other's faces, you know? But the oopsie can now say when people when they start to when epidemiologists start to track how many people come from this Floridian super spreader event and get sick, especially now that they got this variant that hits more young people, the oopsie can go, oh hey, woo, we gave out masks. What we gave out masks? What we did all we it reminds me of these kids in the Brazilian the Brazilian dump where people used to live. There's an artist who made a film about uh, people living and not even in a favela, they were living in the garbage dump. And these kids found this like cube and they kind of cracked it open. And inside were, uh, was this colored liquid. Um, and this colored liquid. And they were like rubbing on their faces and they're like dancing around. They take it back to the village, you know, the little Quonset huts amongst, amongst the piles of garbage. And they're painting themselves and they're dancing around. And they find somebody comes in and says, oh my God, that cesium, and of course they're all dead. Highly radio or some kind of uranium, or highly it was just shipped in the wrong container. Shouldn't have been in the dump. They're all dead. All those people are dead. But because I, I didn't enjoy the presence of them, it added nothing for me. Nothing for me. It nothing zero. Who cares if they had masks? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm completely okay with them all dying. However, I kept thinking about them dying while I'm watching the fight. You ever have a good meal? Listen, I had a meal at Auschwitz. You don't notice. There's a gift shop, a bookstore, and a cafeteria now at Auschwitz. I had a meal at Auschwitz. I didn't have a good meal at Auschwitz. I'm not saying the food at Auschwitz, the cafeteria was bad, but I can't enjoy myself thinking about 12 million dead people while I'm eating a fish sandwich at Auschwitz. So that, you know, that, you know that's, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It was lurking and nagging. One, it didn't add anything to it. 
which I don't understand. Okay, bottom line, 17,000 sold out times how many were the tickets and then the tickets get, I guess it's a, it's a sizable portion of income, but you gotta know at a certain point when you have so many sausages that you can't even see the plate, it somehow ceased being about sausages. And yes, I've lost weight. I'm t- now. Speaking of sausages. Speaking of sausages, 206 pounds. Yeah, they go. Thank you, sir. Mr. RG. Six pounds. Two or six. All right, because I stopped eating. Why did I stop eating? Because this whole gut thing. I heal up and then I'll start eating again. But I miss food. Oh, like a motherfucker. Anyway, um, so Usman, Usman and Masvidal. I hate to, since 2007, that was a sideline I went down to talking about the whole Scott Kelly thing. I have had a standing thing. If you're a friend of Knuckle Up, I don't shit on you. That's just it. I can't. You took time of your schedule, and I've interviewed tons of people, actually, in the older days more. I interviewed DC, Kane Velasquez. Uh, uh, Josh Thompson, Gilbert Melendez, Jake Shields, um, East Coast guys, uh, uh, Jens Pulver. Uh, I could just go down the list of folks that I've that I've, that I've interviewed, and I've managed to really not to stick to that, to not shit on them. George Masvidal was one of them. You know, I mean, I can't even remember. Maybe I'm trying to remember where I was when I interviewed him, uh, maybe eight years ago. I, 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 I don't remember. Really accommodating, really nice guy, really wonderful. But and I understand Cuban Floridians, I understand them. But going so in the bag, so in the bag for 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 Trump, put me off my feed. And 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 look, I don't want to. I know I'm not gonna. A friend of mine in that piece they do about Eugene Robinson, uh, SF Weekly, the piece by uh, Mary Spacuza about uh, Eugene Robinson choking rowdy concert goes, which has probably made it very difficult for me in life to get other jobs, right? But whatever. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's very hard for me to talk about the guy. But one of the things they say in that article is that Eugene is loyal. They, they, you know, she did the right journalist thing. She interviewed a bunch of people about me. And that's like my friend who was under secretary of defense under George W. Bush said, Eugene's like a dog. You're nice to him. He's yours forever. Of course, he leaves out the corollary that you're not nice. Then I remember that shit forever. So, um, so, uh, so George uh, Masvidal and I knew I, in the back of my head, I had this sneaking suspicion that he was, like when I, my kids used to fight MMA, I would say, stay on top of your feet. So this is you, right? And all your power is going to come from being on top of your feet. If you're leaning like this, and you're leaning a little forward, those of you just listening on the radio, I'm doing the thing with my fingers. I always, my advice to my kids when they were fighting is Rampage Jackson was judging one of their fights. <laughs> stay on top of your feet. Your dad's right. Stay on top of your feet. But I, I, I can talk about that with Moss Fidal. Like, and he said, today he just said, he goes, I was overconfident. I was expected to wrestle for 25 minutes. And I always received his punches. 
and they felt like, you know, cotton to me, whatever. I didn't think that we we're going to go down that road. Yeah, good excuse. And I'm willing to believe it if that's what you're willing to say. But uh, yeah, yeah, some people say he shouldn't have been in there that fast. Um, you know, they're doing all kinds of things. This was to take it. This was done. He was a company guy. He's, his, his, he was a company guy who believes the company rewards company guys. The idea was to take it to Florida, a place where you get a wide open venue where you could have a live event just to get, you know, just to get the nut of live events, to get live events happening again. And that was the most credible choice. Nobody, nobody in the jungle, uh, uh, nobody was calling for this fight. Absolutely nobody. And it was sold out largely because of George Masvidal. Was there something extra in his envelope? I don't know. When you have so many sausages, you can't see your plate. Who cares about sausages? The Baldwin just as likely gave him a, a nibble as not. Who knows? But he's lost two now. There are plenty of people. He's a crowd pleaser, like like uh, 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 Holloway said. Uh, you know, at this point now, I don't the belt. Follow the money. That's what I'm going. And the belt and the money are separate events. Masvidal has the rest of a career that he could play out with big money gates all over the place. And he's managed not to piss the ball one off, which means he hasn't asked for all that many more sausages. As a few, not that many. So him against any of the Diaz's, him against McAnal, him. I mean, there, there are a lot of a lot of places where you don't say he's not a bad wrestler. He said he was prepared to wrestle for 25 minutes, thought that was going to happen. But some of the talk, some of the pre-fight rebop, I said, if, if Masvidal is on top of his feet and really taking into account what's going to happen, he could actually win this thing. And then I could see, oh, you know who? I mean, there's a guy, there's a guy that I remember who said, when the guy fights in his hometown, he's worried about his mother, his father getting to see, his wife, his kids. He's worried about the babysitter. He's worried about his fifth grade school teacher. It never works well for the guy who's from there Case in point, which wise man said that? I think it was me. There's a lot of stuff going on. Usman didn't have any of that stuff. They booed him. Okay. So you're going to take from me? I'm here with my daughter, my father. People work themselves in the snits, and sometimes the snits will help you win the fight. He's one of those cats. I've told you, these guys, some of these guys are educable. Check Congo, uh, Francis Ngannou, these guys who have no uh, Can you hear me? It says now that my Wi-Fi is out. And on muggy days, it's always weird like this. The show is going to go a little bit over. But uh, it, it seems to indicate that the Wi-Fi is off. Okay, good. Thank you, Mr. Attack. So I just see the thing that it's telling me that uh, the thing thing about. Yeah, who knows? So, um, so Masvidal is fine. He's still got a career to play out. In fact, he's got a career that could play out much more comfortably than if he won. Crappington? I'd love to see him still fight Crappington, still. And it wasn't it funny how 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 uh, Crappington had become a man without a country instantaneously. He's like standing in the audience screaming, making this sign, and it's like, 
can't hear you, man. I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, the bald one is like, have you seen my fucking plate? Have you seen my plate? You're kissing ass on Trump. You kissed ass on the wrong ass, Mr. Crappington. Man with that. And could you see from the video where his seat was? <laughs> it's like when I went to the Grammys thinking I was a hot shit. I called my sister. She goes, oh, I'm here too. She won a Grammy that night. You know who she was sitting next to? Who's the cat, the cat from the Foo Fighters? She says to me, I'm on the phone. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm trying to profile. She goes, who are you sitting next to? I go, uh, Yoko Ono? That's how you know. Crappington was in those Yoko Ono seats. Grohl, yeah, they grow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nick Diaz had better seats, and he looked all right. So, uh, so, uh, so Masvidal is still golden. Usman, they were really right. What are, what are you going to do? If I were Usman, I'd keep, I'd keep working on what's got to be worked on. I'm not talking about, you know, gaining weight or losing weight, fighting other dudes. Screw that. Rule over your fiefdom. You make the calls about who fights whom. Crappington wants to come to you, make him go to Burns. Because eventually, we all have that Anderson Silva moment. Now, the Chris Weidman moment. Charlie Manson once said to me, he said it best, he goes, there are two ways to get, get, there are two ways to, get to the cross. You walk or you get dragged. Walk was the intimation. Yeah. Because GSP had plenty of comfortable stuff to go back to. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. I know Francis Ngannou is not going back to eating food out of dumpsters. So, uh, so even though it was a nothing fight going in, it was it, it was pretty. It was pretty. It was a pretty. It was an interesting narrative for a guy who just. If the cautionary tale was about overconfidence, it was an interesting narrative. Usman, Usman, and and Masvidal. I like seeing Ngannou in his corner, like that Nigerian power, as well as my. I did my twenty three and me, and find out that I'm from West Africa and Nigeria. The thing that confused me was that, or surprised me, was how much. Well, I knew there was a Frenchman in my family. By marriage in the eighteen eighties, my a maternal great-great-grandmother's father. But they actually got to where I'm from in Jamaica. <laughs> I'm actually West India. Yeah, there were some rumors to that effect right outside of Kingston. I guess I, but my, 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 my <laughs> sunny disposition, disposition should have told you that. Okay, so... Um, so in the one other fight, and let's say we're going to go to 110, so don't worry, is uh, Rose Namajunas. And, okay, first of all, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. Just put a pin in it. But I do not think, I do not believe that a lot of these fighters 
from the country of China are completely natural. I can never tell if somebody's using steroids outside of one fairly reliable measure. If I work out with somebody in the old days when bodybuilders and steroids, if I work out with somebody who's taking steroids, I can tell because they have no refractory period. They have no, and um, they will rip through a workout without the normal. Ah, you know, it says maybe I should wait 60 seconds between sets. Why not just wait 20? I think I picked Rose. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I picked Rose to, um, um, I picked Rose to win despite of all of our crazy talk about Lithuanians and, uh, you know, uh, the, the Christ consciousness, I, you know, I don't expect her to, I don't expect, I mean, I don't expect, I mean, what do you expect? I don't expect, you know, this is, this is something that, that, that always works to the bald ones, uh, bald ones, uh, benefit. Oh Yeah. Put the mic in front of them. Believe it or not, one thing is really real. He's been doing this for a long enough time so that he's not afraid of a microphone. Any, any, the bald one is very unlikely that anything's in the slip in the bald one's lips that, that results in fewer sausages on the plates. In other words, everything you see is what he wants you to see. And if you put a mic in front of him and she starts talking crazy about Chinese nationalism and Chinese communism and the the da da but da 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 fine. Fine. I can I can, you know, fine. Then go ahead, say whatever you want. Because it means fewer sponsorship dollars, fewer sausages on your plate. The 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 the, 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 the currency of the uh, the coin of the realm here is very much the coin of the realm here is very much how I can keep you from maximizing your sausages. If I can convince you that those those 10 sausages on your plates are five, if I can make you not, like a friend of mine's father had Alzheimer's and he goes, he's looking at his meal, they put the meal down and he's like, where are my peas? And I'm like, Dad, they're right next to the sausages. And she'd have to like turn his head and look at the sausages. And he goes, oh, he look at the peas. And he go, where are my sausages? He couldn't see the plate in its totality. And for the bald one, that works perfectly well. Perfectly well. But I thought it was bullshit that Rose lost before and she needed to get her head together and the way in which she managed to get her head together with all this talk about Christ, I don't know. I still like her. She's a kid, and out of the possible future she could have, this is probably getting robbed by the bald one is not a bad one. She has lots of fans, lots of followers for whatever that's worth. Pat Berry seems to really love her. They seem to be very happy together. Uh, I don't know about you, but I somehow was slightly grossed out by the prospect of, of, of Rhonda as a mom, but it's none of my business at this point. She's a private citizen who gives a fuck. And I don't know why, except for the fact that 
I think we all are more psychologically comfortable with concluded, completed narratives. Um, and I do think I do think uh, Jerry is is educable, as are most uh, of the Chinese press, because they've been listening. Is she going to is she going to uh, beat Rose again? Probably not in the short term. Is she an executive level gatekeeper? Probably in the short term. Is she a basement gatekeeper? No, not at all. There were a couple of other fights on the card that I saw. Uh, Dwight Grant, yeah, that I thought that was very disappointing. Don't want to get into it. I'm glad he won, but it was a not care fight for me, and uh, it was uh, I, I didn't like his tentative thing. I whatever, or whatever. It just I I don't like seeing guys fight who are not doing as good as uh, who I believe would do as badly as I would. Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute. Um, Jimmy Crute looked like what he was. I picked him to win, and part of me picking him to win was that I was not completely sure that Anthony Smith's head was back. I think Anthony Smith's head was back, but there was a lot of Kool-Aid being splashed around in the cage, and I'm hoping he was not drinking of it and realizes exactly where he is at this point in time. None of this, Mr. Smith, none of this. For those of you just listening on the on the SoundCloud, I'm making the belt sign. None of that, Mr. Anthony Smith. I got you, bro, but none of that. Coop's got young man's disease. His loss is not going to kill him. And 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 realistically speaking, realistically speaking, um based on how he was walking after they called off the fight to a certain my compute my my wi-fi went down in the middle of the fight so i don't i didn't see this part of it but if his corner didn't mob him you know prevent people from seeing him and get him on his feet rubbing his shoulders and getting him so he could walk out for Whatever. Anthony said that and he knew it was done. Okay, be careful. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not. Not to the belt. Anthony Smith's best bet is to do a Kungo and to be super careful about the fights you pick from here on out. You can't, don't turn yourself into a, a basement gatekeeper. There's no money in that. So, you know, fight five through 10. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, an occasional four in the mix. But the idea now is long, not high. Long, not high. Yeah, yeah, you know. Again, it depends. Are you on top of your feet or you're not? George Masvidal wasn't on top of his feet. Anthony Smith, I'd like to think, you know, I'd like to think that he's on top of his feet. I don't know. He's still a question mark going to the next round of betting for me when he fights again. We will see. Oh, and I forgot. The other fight that I picked was uh, 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 Cowboy Oliveira. 
And, uh, well, I picked Roberson, who I'll never pick again, I think, because he gifted me again, 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 even though he did have, even though he did have, you know, the benefit of having Roberson on it was to listen to Hojo game, say Robinson, <laughs> Carl Robinson. Fuck, what the fuck are you? Hey, you might want to push away from the, 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 the 420, bro. But uh, uh, Randy Brown against uh, Oliveira. Ooh. Well, Oliveira has been gifty from the beginning. That's why he was chosen to take the fight. And I don't know if you've gone to uh, Randy Brown's TikTok to find out what the, what the beef was about. And I don't really care. But that was a real nice one-arm uh, choke. <laughs> that, is, that is funny. Mr. Attack, that is funny. So, uh, but Randy Brown, Randy Brown's got tremendous upside. I, I like him. Is is Randy Brown enough to keep me around if the Baldwin does not book the Ngannou Jones thing? Nope. I'm 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 looking at this as a short termer right now. I'm looking at this as a short termer. I'm fifteen. I, I will be fifty nine this year. Unlike my mother, I'm not going to be working into my 70s. That means I've got six years of gainful employment with other people. And after that, man, it's fishing boat time. Me and the kid and the wife and the fishing boat. You think I'm going to sacrifice every Saturday up to that time? Got to give me something. You better fucking give me something. Not Jake Paul something. Johnny Boney Joni and Francis Agano. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm deaf to anything. Anything else? Jungle? Deaf. Can't hear it. Can't hear it. So let's recap. Jake Paul, clear cut winner. And if you don't think that that was, listen, let me tell you something. I've covered these events from Cage side. That whole thing with the, the, the DC? Come on. What is it, Michael Corleone's line when he's talking to Carlo? You think something like that could fool a Corleone? Hmm. He just happened to, oops. He just, oops, he just had, we didn't know he was going to be in the house. Dude is money. Money. Keep in mind the things, I'll never touch women's MMA, says a bald one who can't see his plate for the sausages, and he did. Ah, Jake Paul never, he did. And Brock Lesnar, I don't know, and he did. Francis Lewis, you can talk all you want. Francis Lewis, I mean, you know, um, is that really what you want? Francis Ngannou loses to, to Derek Lewis. You've ruined his value against a Johnny Boney Joni. Do not make this fatal. And Kid Nate was like, "Hell, you! How cute, Eugene, that you still care, that you still care, and that you still think that the right thing is going to happen." I go, "No, not even the right thing. The sausage thing is going to happen." He's like, "Nah." At this point, when you have so many sausages, you can't see the plate. It's not about that. It's about the raw exercise of power. I mean, you know, and now Jones has laid it down the line. He said, I'm not asking for $30 million. So now we can start to negotiate. 
publicly if you want to do it that way. They want to offer 10. He doesn't want 30. Can we agree on 15? You're going to shit can it for 15? The ball one might just to show that he can. Why? Because he can't see the plate anymore, man. There's so many sausages, he can't see it. So UFC 261 was unexpectedly pleasing. To use the, 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 the drug corollary, it's like when you get something that you think is going to be kind of bunk, and next thing you know, you're running through the hills without your clothes on. It's happened to friends of mine. What a pleasant surprise. I, I didn't get arrested, and I only paid $5 for that. Fine. But the messages that this sends, if you start to think about reality beyond sausages and beyond the plate that used to hold the sausages that may or may not be under there, the underpinnings, the structural skeletal stuff that makes a, a moral actor absent, you really got to question what the fuck we're doing. That's my yeah, but. That's my yeah, but. The whole thing, yeah, but. And the thing is, you know, if the appetizer is good, drinks are good, the, the main course is good, after dinner, dessert is good. But you get a peek back into the kitchen and the chef is punching is punching people in the face. Violates my sense of fair play and I don't feel that good. Like I said, the sandwich I had at Auschwitz was perfectly good. It was a perfectly serviceable sandwich. But on top of 12 million dead people, Hard to enjoy. It served its purpose, sated my hunger. But, and yes, yes, I did make that comparison between Nazi Germany and the UFC. Oh, well. Yeah. And, and the reality of it is do you notice how? This Floridian audience, I'm sorry, and I'll come to close out, but do you notice, think about the times, I mean, they are now symbiotically linked with the bald one. Think about the times they choose to chant USA. (laughs) I just found that strange. Because they don't chant USA for every American fighter, (laughs) you know? Anyway, this is round. (laughs) Hitler wasn't bald, man. He had a head of hair. This is round one, a six, a two of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. Thank you for listening. If you want to follow me uh, at Eugene S. Robinson on the Twitter machine, Mr. Sleep, the number three on Instagram. However, if, if you are, your Instagram is blocked, then I don't let you in first. I gotta make sure you're not a spy. So I go in that way, delete, you know, uh, unpassword protected or whatever, you know, uh, don't block it for 24 hours after you send me 
question. I can see and then I'll, okay. But I, I, I follow people and suddenly it says I haven't followed them again. I don't know. Oxbow the band, if you're just interested in the music portion of what we're doing. Uh, we've got fun facts on uh, on the Oxbow the band thing and other little tidbits about upcoming music things as well as shows. Um, Tuesday, Monday, there is no care, don't care because Steph was terribly sick. So we're wishing her a get well. Um, Tuesday night, uh, it's um, this is John Nash's week of If the Shoes Fit. So it's me and John Nash and Alexi this week. Listen in. Uh, and uh, Ozzy, OZY.com. I think this is the week. This is the week that we're going to have sports that could kill you. I keep saying it. It's going to happen one of these weeks. I'm going to be right. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, um, yeah, but send send that sub stack out to, uh, uh, you know, send it around. I, maybe, you know, I, you, well, I, you know. Anyway, thanks for listening. The kid's sleeping, so I can't scream because she's still sleeping. Look what you made me do.